Welcome to FileMaker Off the Record. You're listening to Thomas and Teresa of Profile Developers, discussing all things FileMaker for developers and power users. Hello, Thomas. Hey, Teresa. How are you today? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I cannot complain. Well, <laughs> you could. I could, but I don't want to. Doesn't do much good. Yeah, it puts me in a bad mood. Yeah. So it is episode 23. Yep, 23. And today we're doing another interview. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking to our coach. Yes, our coach, Carol. Coach Carol. She's with EPS Time. EPS is Efficient Productivity Systems. She is, she is a productivity coach and a general business coach. Mm-hmm. And she has some specialties, but I'll let her tell everyone about that. Yeah. Enjoy the interview and make sure to stick around till the very end because you'll find out where to get the free gift that Carol's offering to our listeners. So here's Thomas and Carol. I'm really good at winging it. At least I think I am. I'm going to believe that's true. I think that's a good thing. Uh, what's the name of my show? <laughs> Off the Record. Off the Record. <laughs> Welcome to Off the Record. On today's episode, uh, I am interviewing Carol Williams from EPS. <laughs> It's Efficient Productivity Systems, so why don't you just so call me Coach Carol? So today I'm interviewing Coach Carol from Efficient Productivity Services, and Carol uh, has been working with a number of different FileMaker developers, including myself. Welcome, Carol. Thanks for coming on the show. Well, thank you so much, Thomas. I am pleased to be here and really excited to talk to you. Cool. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you in a different, for a different reason. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is awesome. It's gonna be fun. So what, what got you into coaching? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you for asking. Well, um, what got me into coaching? Um, I don't know how long of a story. So I'll try to make it short. I'm not good with short stories. Uh, when I first started college, I actually started as a psych major. It's good to have a psych background when you do coaching, because I coaching is really all about listening to the unsaid. So I started out in psychology and I made a left turn at Albuquerque and I ended up um, getting a degree as a landscape architect, believe it or not. And I spent 18 years as a professional landscape architect, project manager, and then I got laid off in the Great Recession of 2009. So I said, huh, well, let's see, I still need to, to work. And um, what could I do differently? So what I did was, I took my project management skills, my psychology skills, and uh, my presentation skills, I would say, and created something new. And my and my really passion for helping people, that's another huge thing, is when you're a coach, you're a helper and a healer. And you really want to help people in a deep way. So that is why I really decided on coaching. And, and there it began. It's like, uh, I created a business out of necessity because I couldn't get another job because there were no jobs. And that's kind of how that went. Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it went. I know that you, you kind of specialize in ADD, ADHD 
yeah. uh, business people. Yeah, um, yeah. But that's not all you do. You, you'll work with anybody. Anybody. Yep. Anybody. And especially entrepreneurs. I've found that I love to work with entrepreneurs. I spent a great deal of time um, before I realized that working um, in corporations and companies and government agencies. And I kind of got sick and tired of the red tape of that. Um, and I thought I'd be super cool and wear like, you know, fancy clothes. And, and the truth was, is that none of that really matters in the end. What really matters is, um, is the, the personal transformation. So I said, ah, I don't like this anymore. It feels too fake. And I'm not very good at being fake. So uh, I love to work with entrepreneurs. And what I noticed is, is that most of the people that have ADHD are not fake. And so it's a really good, um, it's a really good match for me. Yeah, we just put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're just out there. They're just seriously some of the most um, passionate, creative, out-of-the-box thinkers, leading-edge, bleeding-edge people uh, have this thing they call a disorder, which is really just a different brain type called ADHD. And um, I actually found out and learned a lot about it right at the beginning of my career because I... Um, was networking and uh, I found this ADHD coach and I wound up sharing space with her. And then I got to learn a whole heck of a lot, read tons of books, worked with her customers and her, and she had ADHD and so did her husband. I like, learned a ton about it and I realized, oh my gosh, these are my people. So there we are. <laughs> That's how it worked. It's just kind of a trial by fire. And then now I keep going to, you know, classes and uh, continue education. I listen to podcasts and, you know, have my own anecdotal evidence and learn every day about different things that work for different people. And, and it's just a joy, you know? Yeah. I've thought for a long time that ADHD or ADD actually gives entrepreneurs a leg yeah. up if they yeah. can, as, as long as they can harness yes. it when it's, when it's, out of control, it's the same as any other kind of, you yeah. know, anything else that you overdo. <laughs> um, yeah. What makes you believe it's, um, it it's, gives you a leg up? I know so many <laughs> entrepreneurs, uh, a number of them who, who are ADHD and who are quite successful and they can't stop there that um, they have that extra competitive edge mm. and it just it seems to push them harder. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that any of that's backed up by science, but that's, that's the impression I get. Well, so I've seen a lot of the, um, the tests, you know, some people come to me like, oh my gosh, I'm 62 and I've, you know, just been diagnosed with what they call adult ADHD. And I said, oh really? So I was like, I'm going to start looking into some of these tests. And one of the questions it says is, do you believe, does it feel like you're being driven by a motor? So when you, when you say about like this total, you know, driving force kind of thing and stick to I'm wondering if that might be part of it. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I, I literally, we, we met with a potential client, what, two, two days yeah. ago yeah. and he, he's showing us around his facility, he does manufacturing of a, of a type and he's showing us around the facility and he's jumping between things and like going nuts. So I, mentioned something about uh <laughs> issues and he's like oh yeah well i'm on i'm on these adhd drugs and okay. uh, he's like 
I said the same thing to him. I'm like, yeah, I think that gives you an advantage because he's doing quite well. It's a competitive industry. It's, you know, it was funny to watch him because, wow, you act just like one of my friends. (laughs) So that kind of guy. Got it. (laughs) <laughs> Got it. Yeah, yeah. So so a lot, so the commonalities are many, but lots of times I find, you know, um very personable, right? Really really like a lot of salespeople and honestly a lot of developers because those people are usually super duper smart, not always. Sometimes people people, but not always people people. In other words, they just want to get the work done and be super creative behind the scenes. And they don't always want to kind of deal with the people. So, um, yeah, there's that too. There's kind of like, Oh gosh, I have to deal with those customers. (laughs) Who can I just get the work done? (laughs) So are the majority of your clients currently, uh, some sort of a software developer? No, no, it's, it's just a handful really. And what I'm doing is I'm looking into, you know, being in the community more. It just, I've just been introduced to the community a couple of years ago by Molly Connolly, Susan Fenema, and I, I'm in a mastermind group with them. And they said, Oh my gosh, you should, you should come to DevCon. You should, you should be with these people. Like there are so many people you could help. Because the truth is, is that most of my people are um, coaches, healers, uh, you know, um, HR directors. Um, let's see, I just uh, brought on somebody that does like multi-level marketing and um, and she has big aspirations. Uh, interior designers, like, so no, absolutely not. But um, that's why I am, quite frankly, doing this podcast just to... So to put the word out there that I exist in the world, and if this resonates with anybody, I invite them to to give me an email, you know, and and see if I can help out. And and for the time that I've been working with you, wanted to mention it's also remote. Yeah. You know, we meet, we have video video chats every week. Yep. And so, do you help people who are way out of your area, other countries? Right, right. Thank you for asking. It's a great question. Um, yes and no. So for, I have about 75% of my work is uh, strictly through me. In other words, not through a third party. But there is a percentage of my work, probably another 25%, that is through, like I'm a vendor, um, through a company that that uh, trains uh, coaches to have kind of the business of their dreams, coaches and healers and so on, and service-based entrepreneurs. And those people have a worldwide presence. And in that case, I do work with people, you know, South Africa, uh, Europe. Um, so far, nobody really in like Asia or anything like that. But yes, all over the world. And sometimes English is their second language. Because this is a FileMaker podcast, uh, I know you went to DEF CON because I had dinner yep. with you. Yeah. And what, what did you think of DEF CON? Well, it was it was really cool. What I liked about it was that um, it's a very tight knit community. And every time I asked somebody, I said, what what are you really here for? And they said, you know what I'm really here for? And these are all people that had been around the block a few times. It wasn't like the one to five year, you know, crowd to connect with my friends. And so what I learned about that was that while it's about education, it's mostly about community. Um, and community is huge, 
when it comes to being a professional and what I've learned about, um, you know, more, more so than I realized, uh, developers are very remotely located and most of the time they, it's them and a screen and maybe, uh, some subs, if they're lucky, they have a business partner or, or one or two people in their office, but mostly it's just, you know, them and, and the Star Wars Enterprise or whatever it is they play with their Legos or whatever they do, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's just the, just what's true. So DevCon gives people a chance to be uh, part of a larger community that they meet face to face. They can laugh and they can learn as well. And they can also kind of learn the newest cutting edge uh, stuff that's out there. So I thought it was, um, it was very interesting to be part of that community for, you know, a few days. And I really appreciated the people that you introduced me to. Did you, have you been to any other kind of a conference in, within the technology? Uh, no, sector? no, I haven't. I mean, I've been coaching conferences when I was landscape architect, I went to landscape architecture conferences, um, stuff like that. But no, 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 this is, this is definitely new for me. And, you know, anybody who might be listening, um, I will say that I don't really know really anything about writing code, but that doesn't matter because you and I and anybody else I work with, like our work has n like nothing to do with that. <laughs> right. You're, you're not here to teach me. Absolutely code. not. You know, <laughs> it has nothing at all to do with, um, with your particular expertise. It has to do with, helping you like package you in a way that will get you to the level you want to get to. Right. But would that be true? That sounds right. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. So it's kind of marketing mindset, uh, getting out of your own way. We're all in our own way, including me. You know, I have a coach like, because you know, you can't see what's right in front of you. So I believe that, um, you know, we're, as humans, we are connected to one another. We don't operate in a vacuum and we can't see our own stuff. So that's the value of having somebody uh, serve as your mirror and your guide. So that when you're, you're doing something that's not working, somebody taps you on the shoulder and says, um, uh, that, that we got it. We got to shift a little bit. That's really not working. <laughs> <laughs> or, oh my gosh, it's really working when you don't see it. So it's crazy and fun. It's nice to have the feedback. You know, I, I think a lot of us developers uh, work, you know, work the same way I do, which is you're either uh, at home yeah. uh, in a home office or in a very small office nearby. Yeah. You know, something like that. And it's uh, it, it's tough to to not be able to celebrate your accomplishments like that's even harder than eating the failures. Right. You know? having a uh having a success and there's nobody there to share it with at times i mean i luckily i have a partner so yeah uh, we we do get to do that but it still still helps to have a third party yeah uh, give you give you that kind of feedback yeah and what i find on on that topic what i find is that especially the beginning of an engagement with somebody i'll say okay great so what are you celebrating and they're there they have their laundry list they're all ready to go with all the things they want to correct so then I'll say, like, what are you celebrating? Like, um, wait, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know why we do that? Why we celebrate? You tell me why. 
Okay, I'll tell you why. Do I have to tell you why? I don't know. I'll tell you why. So we celebrate, for those who are listening, and we look at the things that are going well versus the things that are not going well, because that gives us the positive momentum. It's the snowball effect, right? It's like when we can start the snowball down the hill, uh, the snowball of good feeling, then it takes us away from the opposite which is just kind of like the unraveling, oh gosh, I gotta do this, and oh, that didn't go well, because our psyche listens to all this stuff. It's really important. So we begin, we begin the, uh, every call, every call I begin with, what are you celebrating? Yeah. And even if it's just simply like, well, I showed up, that's, <laughs> oh, that's okay, because sometimes that's all it is. Sometimes that is a tough one, yeah. <laughs> Just to show up. <laughs> Just to show up. Not yeah. for me, usually. I'm pretty good with showing up. But... You're awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you have a, a strong uh, stick-to-itiveness to you. So that's great. You know, one thing I've noticed about uh, for developers is that many of them, like money is a thing. Like cash flow and money and keeping that going like that can be kind of a barrier to growth, you know? So what I'm learning is, you know, not to shy away from that, but to really address it. Like, okay, so what will that mean for you when you can, you know, really get your business in a place of flow instead of kind of that roller coaster income, you know? So that's, that seems to be one of the, um, the bugaboos of people. My, my assumption has been that with a lot of entrepreneurs, especially earlier in their careers, that that's very common. Yeah. Like, you know, that whenever you're just getting started, what, whether it's whether it's uh, software development or a restaurant. Yeah. There's ups and downs and there's yeah. struggles and, you know. And to think about um, how to create a consistent cash flow, right? Like sort of not billing after the fact, for example, like going on a maintenance contract or pricing things in such a way that um, you're, you, yeah, you get paid up front or you get paid kind of half now and half later or whatever it is, more you can, you know, forecast cash flow. That's really, that's really important. So I, I started working for myself a, a long time ago, actually in something other than software. Okay. And I just always kind of had the the entrepreneurial bug, you know. I mm -hmm. just I, I was not very, I was never particularly happy in corporate environments. I worked in a few of them, and it just doesn't it just doesn't fit me. So I started several businesses, really small things, and had some success, some failure. But through it all, I, I read a lot of books. I read a ton of books on business and motivation and things like that. Yeah, and you you start hearing the same things over and over, and okay. one of the biggies is to always you know have a mentor. Yeah, have a mentor or have a coach or have both. Mm, I and love it. I had a mentor a long time ago who was good, but whenever I moved, uh, I lost touch. Oh yeah. To have a coach is you know it's great from that point of view, just, just somebody to bounce ideas off of, just to, somebody right. to bounce thoughts off of. It's, right. It's, uh, it, it's unbiased. Yes. T talking to my partner, we, it's very biased. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah. And, and when you have a partner, business or, or, you know, life partner or otherwise, they have all these other interests, as do you. So even though you try to be kind of blank with, you know, your conversation, everything is connected. So no matter what, uh, something's going to be connected. Um, lots of times people will say, well, I've got my spouse to really, you know, and he or she is really good about that. And I believe that. And when you've got a third party out there that, you know, really can be that kind of blank page, it's like, you know, if you do that, you, but just anybody who I work with, like if they do what they're supposed to do, that's great. And if they don't, I'll just ask them why, but there's never any judgment around it ever, ever. This one lady, she took forever to hire me. And she said, Carol, you know the reason I didn't hire you at first? I said, no, I have no idea. What what took you so long? She goes, I thought you would judge me. And I said, oh, my gosh. And then she said, but then I realized, like, this is her job. She's not going to judge me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, well, heck no. <laughs> what, what would that be all about? You know, like, we have these judges in our heads. Yeah, so thank you for that. You know, if you think about all the greats, in the world, like whether it's sports or, you know, kind of like the, the leaders of anything like that, you're right. They always, uh, are reaching for their next level. I call it the next level 10, you know? So you start at say zero and you get to your level 10 and you're like, cool, here I am. So I don't know, maybe it's college or grad school or, you know, you get your first license or whatever, but there's always that next level 10 that, it's easier to get there when you've got, you know, support and it's possible to get there without support, but it can be like, you know, more frustrating. It could take longer. You can get waylaid. And in the meantime, you start to take a left turn and, you know, you end up in, you know, just like a few degrees difference, right? If you start on the East coast and go to the West coast and you're in a plane, just a few degrees of difference is going to shoot you off between LA and Portland. That's a big difference, but a little bit of degrees, you know, that's going to make a big difference. Right. So. Yeah. Now I was just trying to think of what else I read in those books. And, 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 and how I, <laughs> I read a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. How about mindset? I don't, I don't know. Mindset or focus. Do you, yeah. Uh, that focus is a big one and being able to focus on one thing yeah. is so difficult. Mm. And I think that's important. And that's part of what we've been dealing with is, yeah, uh, you know, finding and finding a niche, finding a market. Yeah. That's yeah. Clearly defined. Right. And, right. to, and to not, you know, because we end up a, a lot of developers, especially when they start, you know, you take every gig that comes along. Yeah. And it's it's a lot of fun because you learn a lot about a lot of different industries. Right. And you become I, I'm certainly not an expert in every industry that I worked in, but I uh, there's a there's, you know, three or four of them that that I know really well. Yeah. That's a nice side benefit. Yes. Yes. Well, you know, you're right. And that in and it's it's interesting because of course, uh when we focus as as entrepreneurs, when we focus on one industry and becoming the expert in one kind of thing, um there's a huge resistance there. 
right? And the resistance is, it's going to be boring. I should diversify. What if, you know, that well runs dry? You name it. Um, and, and a lot of times people with ADD, ADHD, the, the boring part is a, is a pretty big thing, you know? And the, the wealth, right? They, they say a lot of times when you when you niche you become rich or something like that <laughs> <laughs> because you beca- because you start to see that same thing the same things happen over and over and over again right so whether you're a developer and you um, have a certain sector a certain industry a certain you know kind of person a certain kind of company that uh, that really um, you help and you're you become known right? Because usually most any industry is pretty much a fish fishbowl. Um, so they say, oh my gosh, like, have you had profile developers? Um, have you talked to Thomas or Teresa? Because like, boy, they helped us. And that's why you want to get known in that. And for like me, you know, in coaching, that's why I selected entrepreneurs with ADHD who want to take their business to the next level because there's a lot of business coaches out there. There's a lot of ADHD coaches out there. There's a lot of lots of different kinds of coaches out there. So if you're sitting there going like, okay, I want a coach or a mentor, and there's thousands of people you could pick from, you know, it's nice to kind of pare that down and say, well, these are the specific things that I'm looking for in a coach. And now you're Googling something else or, you know, talking to somebody, you know, a trusted advisor. Uh, this is exactly the kind of person, you know, that I, I believe I, you know, I need, you know, even if you don't really know, like maybe, um, you know, you just let like, Oh my gosh, I need, I need to bring my business to the next level. I need to focus a little bit more. I have trouble prioritizing, um, you know, like that. And, and then, you know, maybe I'll come up with maybe a few other, other names that those are the, those are the things that people might look for, but you're right. This explanation from one of my high school teachers always yeah. pops into my head. It, yeah. It's a, uh, he, he drew two, uh, kind of like two funnels to like a greater than less than on the blackboard, yeah. very large. And he yeah. was he was talking about specialization, mm-hmm. and he said, whenever you become a specialist in something, there's only so much information about any one subject. So, yeah. the, if you can picture the uh, greater than, which one's greater than the one pointing to the right? Right, right, right. So start at the left, and then um, this as you is move greater right, than that. Yeah. So than, yeah. <laughs> so starting yeah. starting with the greater than, uh, you're, you're you're starting on the left, and first, you know, there's all this all this stuff to know about your your subject, but it's it's wide open because you don't know anything yet. And right. then the more you learn, you keep learning more and more about less and less. Right. Until you know absolutely everything there is to know about this tiny little nothing. Right. But you know all of that. And right. A, and a generalist goes the other way. You start off knowing this tiny little bit about everything in the universe. And as you keep learning, you keep learning more and more about more and more. <laughs> yeah. Until, until you don't know anything about everything. Right. And his I 
am not, I was not sure at the time what his point was. And <laughs> what it sounded like to me was that he was saying that specializing is kind of boring. Okay. Whereas if you generalize, then you have the whole universe open to you. And what I was thinking at the time was a, a brain surgeon specializes. That's right. And the guy begging on the street is probably more of a generalist because mm -hmm. I've talked to them on the bus. These guys, you know, <laughs> and they go, they know a lot about everything or something. They know a little about everything. Right. And uh, the brain surgeon's making more money. So I'd rather be a specialist. Absolutely. Well, so you're absolutely right. It's like, and the thing is, is if you think about it, um, all right, so you're a generalist, not you, but many developers are generalists. And, you know, because if a developer is a generalist, we'll keep it at developers, then that means that, you know, it might be a new job. And, oh, cool. The cool thing is, like, that I can learn about new things. You might have to do some research and, you know, you get to try different things. And heck, if you're getting paid hourly, no worries, because you're getting paid by the hour, regardless of, you know, whether you're learning a little bit and whether you're trying some stuff out or whether, like whatever you do and you're getting paid hourly. So who cares? Right. And if you are a, a, a specialist and you're like, huh, yeah, I've done 10 jobs just like that. Uh, the average is this much. Um, the uh, value of that to the customer is, we'll just use some numbers. The value of the customers is, you know, $200,000. So therefore, you know, if I charge that person $20,000, it's a steal because, you know, it's in the end, they're walking away with, you know, $200,000 worth of value. And because I've already done it a few times, I just have to tweak a few things and it'll probably cost me, you know, like, I don't know sort of two or three thousand dollars and I, then I end up with profit you know because I've already I've already done that I've developed this um, the these code that code that works so you know whatever it is you have done it already and you have seen the things that work and don't work and you can help guide and you are then an expert because one thing one thing I like to say is your normal is somebody else's aha and when that that becomes true, then you become be, you're able to stand in your power, and people are like, "Wow, how did you know that?" It's like, well, because I do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if you're a generalist, you're learning it, and they're paying you by the hour, and you're making money, but you're not making as much money, and you're not seen as a specialist, and therefore you're not in demand, and therefore you're gonna have to work a lot harder to get the work because people aren't seeking you as much. Right. So it's not just about bottom line. It's about ease and um, scaling. And, you know, they talk about making money in your sleep because then of course you create a product and, you know, you repurpose things and, and it just, you start to build, uh, build the building blocks and, and slice and dice and so on. And, you know, then somebody invites you to speak on your topic and you can pay, you know, you get, get paid pretty big money. You can train people in your particular industry. You can start a product and, and license people in it. Like there's, there's infinite possibilities when you go deep in that, in that less than it's not boring. It's just, there's more opportunity. And if we don't make it boring, then it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. I, yeah, totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, 
I, I had mentioned, yeah, I talked to Daniel from New Leaf Data not, yeah. not too long ago. And one of the things that we brought up was, oh, what the hell was it? It was about, oh, right. So one of the things that we had talked about was how businesses are run. Mm-hmm. And what what I found, I used to sell uh, one one an invoicing software that was a general mm-hmm. product for any business. Mm-hmm. And what I learned is that every business runs different. Every mm-hmm. business runs differently, even if it's the same industry. I, you know, two two restaurants, two bars, two uh, two horse trainers, two retail outlets that sell beads. That it doesn't matter what they are. Everyone has a slightly different way of running their business. Okay. So even if you specialize, yeah. you, there's something different in the business that you're working with now. If yeah. it's a different company, they're doing things different. Right. It's just the way it is. So there's always something to learn. So that's why I don't get bored with that idea. That's a great point. Yeah, that's a really good point. Because one thing I notice with people with ADD, ADHD is they do tend to get bored um, easily. And they, and they want that new novelty and that challenge because that gives them the motivation. That's what I find, um, as a generalization. And there's something, there's something that feels really good whenever I go into a company that I've, I've worked in the business before and they start explaining to me what, you know, how they're doing things and what their processes are. And and I ask a question that they haven't thought of yet. That's pertinent. Mm. And I love it when a client says, Hey, that is a good question. That's a good question. Because now he knows that I know what I'm talking about. Right. Uh, And, you know, gives me a little ego boost for (laughs) being able to say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and, and you're adding value before you've even begun. Oh, sure. So that gives you credibility. Yeah. Beautiful. But yeah, thanks for taking time out of this busy day and yeah. talking to me. I really appreciate it. I think the listeners are going to appreciate it. I hope they do. And I hope they make an effort to get, if you're start, even if you're not starting up, anybody that's, that's entrepreneur, get a mentor or get a coach. And if you need a coach, uh, look for coach Carol. Yeah, absolutely. May I, may I tell the listeners, uh, something that I've just, uh, put together in the last couple of months that might uh, benefit them? Sure. Okay, that'd be great. So what I did is I developed this um, little PDF booklet, uh, and it's called Developing Your Best Life. And just to make it easy for the listeners, because I don't, you know, it's, it's kind of a long URL. We all, they, they all know what a bit.ly link is. So it's a bit.ly link, and it's uh, Dev Best life. So if you go to bit.ly and you forward slash dev, D-E-V, best, B-E-S-T, life, and go there, what, you could, what you'll find is you will find um, a free download where you can read all about how um, to develop your best life because the work that uh, I do affects not only your work, but your whole life. And, um, you know, my, my mission in the world is to help people truly live their best lives uh, through being an entrepreneur. So uh, I would I would love if you would download that and uh, ask me any questions.
Awesome. So that that's easy to remember. And I will also put it in the show notes just if somebody oh, needs to reference it. But Yeah. Thank you so much, Thomas. This has been a pleasure. And I appreciate you taking your time to interview me on, on this fun podcast that you have going. Oh, my pleasure. Totally. <laughs> thank you. Well, that was my interview. What do you think? It's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I like Carol a lot. Yeah, she's extremely enthusiastic, which I think is welcome uh, to to once a week be able to hear uh, somebody open up with, what are you celebrating, yeah. is a nice positive way to um, get, you, get you going and thinking about business. So she gave a link, and the first time I tried it, it didn't work, and it was because I was typing it wrong. So I wanted to let everyone know uh, what the link is, mm -hmm. and it's a bit.ly link, which is bit.ly slash devbestlife, and the dev has a capital D, best has a capital B, and life has a capital L. It makes all the difference. Yes, because these are case-sensitive case <laughs> uh, links. So it's bit.ly, which is bit.ly slash Dev with a capital D, best with a capital B, life with a capital L. And that'll also be in the show notes. It will, yes. <laughs> in case anyone misses it. All right. So thanks for listening, everyone. And next episode will not be an interview. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've done a number of those and we need to switch Let's back. Switch it up. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks, everyone. Yep. Thank you. 